All in preparation for the challenges that lie ahead. This is a show that feeds the mind with inspiration and truth on the issues of the day. If it's important to your life, you'll find it here. Hosted by Malcolm Out Loud. So one actress had this to say. Well, some of you know me from The Hunger Games, in which I play Effie Trinket, a cruel, out-of-touch reality TV star who wears insane wigs while delivering long-winded speeches to a violent dystopia, she said. So when I tuned in to Cleveland at the Republican National Convention, I was like, hey, that's my act. And who said that? Well, that was Elizabeth Banks mocking the RNC, comparing it to her role in The Hunger Games. It's Malcolm Out Loud here. Welcome back to America Out Loud. Again, you're catching us on America Out Loud Talk Radio. And uh, also, we have an app. You can get all of our episodes right in your smartphones and right in your hands. Just go to the App Store. Type in America Out Loud and you'll get the app right there. Also, with our expansion on other talk radio networks, you'll find us in a whole lot of places now across our country and around the world. And we also are podcasted. So you catch all of this on podcasts, all of the different episodes. So we welcome you back in. I would like you to meet a very dear friend of the show, Erin Morgart. She's the reigning Miss United Nations 2013, Mrs. Galaxy Virginia 2012, a fitness supermodel, a terrific person, by the way, social media maven and movie reality show star. And she majored in psychology with a passion for the human psyche. That's probably what we have a lot in common here. We're always trying to figure people out, huh, Erin? All the time. I know. Do you think you'll ever figure them out or will it always be a guessing game? I think... It will always be a guessing game, especially <laughs> with today's current uh, temperature in the world. I know. That's a good way to put it, man, because things are a little hot out there, no question. Well, so yeah. this, this uh, recent comment by Elizabeth Banks, and then I want to I get into this. So this past couple of weeks here, I see that more than 100 celebrities signed a pledge to stop the Republican presidential nominee, Donald Trump now, from ever stepping foot in the White House at all costs, they say. And let me give you a list of just a handful of the people here. Mark Ruffalo, Kerry Washington, Lena Dunham, Adam McKay, Olivia Wilde, Meg Ryan, Jane Fonda, just to name a few. So the list goes on. It goes pretty deep, far and wide. I mean, you can keep adding to that list with George Clooney and so many others here. And here's the pledge, Aaron, they put out there. And I quote, it says, We are a coalition of artists who today are joining millions of Americans in our commitment to defeat the presumptive Republican nominee for president, Donald Trump. We believe it is our responsibility to use our platforms to bring attention to the dangers of a Trump presidency and to the real and present threats of his candidacy. Here's what I want to know first, Aaron. Here's what I don't get. Why do entertainers and actors and singers of all kinds, for that matter, put their two cents in a political argument when, to me, they need all political types to attend their shows, their movies, buy their music, books, and so forth. I mean, isn't their audience, aren't they all sort of Republicans, Democrats, independents, and all kinds of people? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yes. I I feel that that's a very loaded question, but they're 
is an underlying agenda, I believe, behind them actually writing some sort of declaration that they did. I mean, uh, it it's scary. It shows that they will probably use whatever financial resources that they have, which they'll have um, quite a bit to try to derail him. And furthermore, I would love to see the backgrounds, education, um, upbringing, and social status of all of these celebrities to see why they feel that they are intelligent enough to even speak on the subject. It's well, that's a good point, and and you're you're making my point. They're not political pundits, right? I mean, that's not what they do for a living. So, listen, Aaron, if I'm an entertainer, if 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 Malcolm Out Loud is an entertainer, and, and I am by some standards, but I'm a political pundit more than anything. I speak about these things for a living. But if I was just an entertainer, a, like a fabulous singer, and there are times, Aaron, I think I have a really good voice, but that's mostly in the shower, by the way. <laughs> So I won't sing for you here, la, 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 la. But but the point is, if I was an entertainer, okay, I'm thinking, okay, like I want to attract as many people to my concerts as I can. Or if I'm an actor, I want to attract as many people to my movies as I can. Why would I, with any intelligence whatsoever, piss off half of my potential audience? Why would I do that? I can tell you one reason. One reason in particular, and I think I am going to be 99.9% correct on this statement. Most people won't want to hear this, but Los Angeles, the entertainment entertainment community in, in general, but LA in particular, um, New York not so much. Well, New York is highly democratic, but most of the people that are in the industry that we call the industry, they are they are suggested to, coerced, handled, basically, I don't want to say forced, but in essence, I believe that they're told, hey, if you don't get behind this party, even though you, you might be Republican or Libertarian or, you know, Tea Party, whatever, if you don't get behind this particular person, then we're not going to retract. We're just not going to do it. And I honestly, and it's not even the actors that are way out there that are obviously, um, obviously democratic, and therefore all of the the rights that are out there, the rights for two trees to get married or whatever, something stupid like that. But um, I believe that they there's an agenda going on. And call me, again, a conspiracy theorist, if you will, but I think that um, they they are being told to support the party, either in one way or another. That's just my opinion. Um, so they're told to fall in line, you're saying, more or less. Absolutely. Huh? Yeah. Absolutely. Without question. It's kind that's, of strange. That's, that's Los Angeles. That's Los Angeles. That's through their agents, their publicists. Um, it could be, it could be through the studio. Maybe they're signed to a, maybe, a new movie That's and, a good uh, point. I hadn't thought of that, but maybe the studio does send some marching orders down. I don't know. But I have to tell you, I think, I think some of these people, and I don't know what you think, if you believe that, uh, you know, some of these cats who come out who get like really, really uh, voiceless on this, I mean, they like get in your face, some of these entertainers. 
I think they're kind of hit at the box office. I don't. I I think if you really get in the soup and you you know piss off like the Democrats or you upset the Republicans like with some really like stupid statements and stuff, I yes. have to think some people are going to stay away from their movies or maybe not buy their music or uh, also don't, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I did happen to catch uh, Lena Durham on or that. I mean, I I know what her stance is. Yeah, she makes it obvious what her stance is. She she hasn't done anything to the imagination, you know? Uh, For sure. No, for sure. Sure. Listen, I want to talk to you. I want to tell you about, I've got a really cool story. I call it my Barbara Streisand story. And and, and we'll talk about some of the behavior as well as the entertainers. i got to take just a quick pause. We'll be right back with Erin Morgart in just a moment. Stay right there. Well, again, welcome back to America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's Malcolm Out Loud here, and uh, this is real life, and we are talking real life this afternoon. And one of the things that I'm always pondering, folks, is why do entertainers, musicians, actors, they take our money, they take our hard-earned money at the box office, but then they want to get in our face and tell us politically how to vote or what to do. And, you know, for me, for one, it ticks me off. I don't want to give you money for a ticket or for some event, and then you tell me how to vote. Shut up! And I'm not talking to you, Erin Morgart. You know that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm not talking to you. Erin Morgart joins us back again. She's reigning Miss United Nations 2013, Miss Mrs. Galaxy Virginia 2012. You're a fitness supermodel, a movie reality show stuff. You're just a great person. I love always loved your personality, Erin. Thank you. I appreciate. You're, You're a beautiful person inside. As well as outside, and uh, it's the way I, I like to think of uh, most of it. I mean, you, you got to have both sides. You just can't be, you know, just can't be one side. So I want to talk about this whole thing again and pick it up where we left off. But I want to talk to you. I mentioned before the break about my Barbara Streisand story. You ready for this? Yep, I'm ready. All right. So, all right. So he, here's this now. Uh, for me now, for Malcolm, I love music. I mean, I, Aaron, I gotta have music. You too. Absolutely. I, music is like, it's it's a principle of mine. I always turn the music on and it picks me up. It does a lot of cool things. Now, what I listen to, I don't know how what your music favorites are, but mine are like, I love alternative rock is my favorite. I also love Christian rock. I love alternative Christian music and Christian rock. I love alternative. Me too. Both. Uh, do do you really? All right. Oh, yeah. All right, we got that in common. I love yeah. alternative rock. I love, But I also love, I love opera, the blues. I love all of that stuff. And but I love also sometimes you know how sometimes you're in a, 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 a like a nostalgic mood and you want to play like Frank Sinatra, Barbara Streisand, some of those old classics, you know? Sure. Yeah. Well, I used I used to love Barbara Streisand. In fact, back in two thousand. Y2K, you might remember Y2K when all the computers were going to blow up or something, Aaron. You know. Oh, I, I lived in Sicily at that time, and I remember. You remember that? We were all sort of paranoid and panicky or something, right? Well, yes. I went out to Vegas to see Barbara Streisand, and uh, that was like the concert to be at, remember, 2000. And I remember yes. sitting there thinking, well, okay, if the world ends tonight with this Y2K business, at least I'm at the MGM Grand Arena, and I'm watching Barbara Streisand in this first-class, uh, uh, you know, uh, entertainment venue, and I thought, hey, it's, it's all good, right? <laughs> it's all it's, good. 
Yep. Well, it was after that, some years after that, where Barbara Streisand started to get really political. You remember she started to get in your face with Bill Clinton. Remember those days, you know? Oh, of course, yes. And it was really like, it was like she really got really in your face with a lot of her commentary and a lot of your thoughts and kind of damned conservatives and damned others and became very political. And she was doing it on a regular basis. And Aaron, I got really ticked off. And you know, today I don't listen to Barbara Streisand anymore. I don't. I can't do it. And because she did so much of the politics and got so ugly with it, I just don't. She really irritated me. And I don't listen to her music anymore. I don't find. And I would never go to her concert again. I don't want to be told how to act. I don't want to be told how to vote. I don't want to be told what to do in my life. You understand? Absolutely. I do feel the same way, and um, I tend to. I tend to feel like it it, it it grates me the same way. It does. It does because I don't I don't like to be told what to do or or how to vote, and it does upset me as well when, particularly the Democratic uh, Party, they feel like they need to recruit all the celebrities. I didn't notice it nearly as much with the public, both the Republican Party on any on any of the elections overall. And it's interesting that that with this one, they needed to bring in everybody. Now, Aaron, why why is that? Why Aaron, is that? Well, that's I think they they happen to star power, and I guess that's the question I want to ask you back: Is this? Do you think people get turned off by this behavior in general? In other words, when you start to see is that you know they attract more and more of this kind of thing. Does do the average folks? Do you think it matters to them, Aaron? I mean, think about mom and dad at home. They're listening to this, and they see stars up there and entertainers. And do you think people realize how lame it all is, I mean, or that they might be turned off by it? I can tell you that the majority of the population, I would say age 40 and above, they could care less about what celebrity is up there because they. I think they know the deal. They know the truth. And and. They've been around long enough to know what works, what doesn't work, and they aren't celebrity worshipers. Now, the the younger crowd, they're going to go, oh, wow, so-and-so is on there. That's that's amazing. If they support them, then I definitely am. And it's just... Well, is that what they think? Now, what you just said, is that is that the concept? Do you think that's why the political parties do it? They're thinking that that people are that stupid or lame? I mean, because you would... Listen, Aaron, you would have to be pretty... I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm, I, I just get out loud here, but you'd have to be pretty lame and pretty low intellectually if you're going to place your vote just because, uh, you know... Uh, uh, Somebody, uh, Dunham there, that nut job, uh, Dunham, uh, you know, which really, she's, she's got no talent anyways, I'm sorry. I don't see what the hell talent that girl has. But Or like this Elizabeth Banks from The Hunger Games. I mean, I, could somebody be so stupid? But Oh, I seen Elizabeth Banks and she really likes Hillary. And, man, I want to vote for Hillary because, my, because I like this actress. I mean, are people that stupid? You know, some I, I think the, the millennials, I think, are... Are stupid? So, well, no, they're not. They're not stupid. They're they're very savvy. But I think that um, they don't read enough of the underlying current, what the histories of the parties are, who has actually done what. That's true. And why? Who who actually has named the Supreme Court members and why? They haven't done their research. They're too busy um, on their on their phones, and they just. They 
they honestly, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a selfie, me, me, narcissistic generation. And if they see their favorite star on there, they're going to go, oh, my gosh, well, okay, they're, they're, so, they're so popular. Okay, well, if they, they must be really intelligent because, you know, they're in the, in the movies and they're really smart because look how, look how successful they are. If they're that successful, then I definitely will follow what they do. That's just the whole mentality of it. It's just, it's silly. It's silly. Absolutely. Yeah, well, you make, yeah, you make some sense there with all of that. I, I think that people don't, uh, they don't rationalize. And, uh, you know, you have to look at the issues, Erin. You can't vote in a in a political election based on a popularity contest of the fact that, you know, okay, because my favorite singer, my favorite actress, my favorite entertainer support this particular candidate, I'm going to, you know, support this particular candidate. It cannot work that way. You're really, and, and we have to continue to beat this drum day in and day out for those of us out there in the public eye. You have to look at the issues. Erin, you got to look at the issues. Absolutely. And and you've got to make sense of it. How does it impact your life, right? Absolutely. And remember remember when uh, Clinton, they were doing the, the flip-flop. They, that's when they brought that in. Oh, he's flip-flopping. And then uh, they were also discussing just him in general. I think he was the start of the whole spin. Let's put a spin on it. So we're going to spin this this way, that way. And now... They're doing it all the time. It's just, it's so funny. It's such a game to watch this. It is With a game. Hillary Clinton, how they, they find deflections away from the Benghazi incident and other incidents. The emails, I mean, come on, really? Yeah, it's I mean, funny you that- say that. I just had a show with a couple of military heroes, some Navy SEALs guys, military veterans uh, from Navy SEALs, special operations, if you will. We just did a show just, uh, just this last couple days here on the lasting legacy of Benghazi, by the way. You can catch that at America Out Loud, friends. And what I tried to do is put a different spin on that show, Aaron, so that, mm-hmm. in other words, I wanted people to get some truth out of it. So I want to talk about the lasting legacy and how it's being impacted in our political circles and why our country did that. Why did we leave some Americans behind? We haven't really seen that in our history, you know? No, we haven't. And um, I, don't, I, have, I have no answers to why Amen. Uh, Amen. people are avoiding that, that whole issue, especially with, uh, with Hillary and her, her whole team of people. But notice how many people have dropped off her team um, in the last two months. See, people don't notice that, and it's it's just I find it it's just comical. I think that um, again that um, there are higher higher stakes here, and I, I do believe that there's much more of an agenda than we're led to believe. Right. I've always believed that. Right. And- yeah. Well, I, I think what the guys pointed out, by the way, uh, just as a side note, is that uh, it was very politicized in the way of this. Uh, when that happened in Libya, it was just weeks before the general election uh, that was taking place, and that uh, with uh, Mitt Romney and Barack Obama, and the political narrative of terrorism uh, was not what the president wanted out there, and so they played all these other narratives, and then they kind of, well, they deny, deny, deny and they continue to deny to this day that anything happened Erin that was outside of the norm yeah yeah you're so yep. right you're so right and Absolutely. we we still don't have any explanation do we but um I believe that there's one person out there that that really I I did see an interview at one point where they actually 
were calculating the, the, the time and difference when she was notified versus when it happened and how that could be an impossible, you know, that would be, in any case, it disproved her theory. It proved that, you know, she allowed it to happen. So. Yeah. Well, it is, it is very much uh, a big question mark in a lot of people's minds. But again, I think the final word with this election is, in every sense, is that you have to vote your conscience. You have to vote the issues. You have to vote how it's going to impact your life. That's how you vote, my friends. You don't vote because Elizabeth Banks uh, says, you know, some uh, d- discriminatory remarks and, uh, you know, talks about the Hunger Games being like, you know, the RNC. I mean, that's not the proper way to vote. And, you know, again, for me, I'll speak for a lot of other folks. I mean, I take it very personally. And I'm not talking Republican or Democrat issue here, folks. I'm talking American issue. I'm talking about whatever the entertainment value is, just like, you know, if if somebody is being supported by the RNC or the Republican group. It doesn't mean you should support the Republican agenda because of that, Aaron. That's, that's, you're absolutely correct. You are absolutely correct on that. It's and got nothing to do with one party or the other. It's got to do with principle, right? It has to do with being knowledgeable and actually doing further reading on what they're based on and who their supporters are. Who are their financial supporters? Who are their lobbyists? Right, that's right. Yeah, you always break it down a little bit more, and that's that's the important thing there. Well, again, Aaron Morgott, thanks for joining me here, and uh, stay right there, folks. We'll be right back.